Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. All right, we're going to dive right in with our review of Season 1, Episode 3 of The Flash. called Things Things. You Can't Outrun. That's right. All right, the the basic breakdown of this episode is uh, we got another Freak of the Week. It's The Mist, a.k.a. Kyle Nimbus. I guess really Kyle Nimbus, a.k.a. The Mist. Uh, he is a metahuman who can transform transform himself into poisonous gas. He was the uh, hitman for a crime family, and they turned on him. He got executed, and he just so happened to be getting executed during the particle accelerator accident, and so I turned him into a metahuman. So uh, that's yeah. So that's who Flash is up against. Uh, the rest of the episode is uh, flashbacks about the accelerator accident. And uh, just things going around, going on with that. So, once you have anything else to add, Tom, I'm going to go ahead and jump in just with my kind of play-by-play of what I liked, what I saw in the episode. No, I think that pretty well sums it up. Um, I know DC doesn't have a really good history when it comes with comes to big clouds of gas <laughs> being villains, but this is probably the best use of it, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so. Starting off the episode, uh, another great funny line from Cisco. He Barry is running around, um, and there he's back in the lab, whatever, telling him what what's going on, what he's got to go take care of in the city. And he's like, "Code two thirty seven, public indecency. Code two thirty nine. I mean, I mean a leash violation." And then Caitlin jumps on the line. She's like, "Bad guy with a gun." So that's, I mean, I probably the most I laughed during this episode. Funniest moment, I think. Yeah. Uh, so then he is another. We jump forward. He's at the movies with Iris, and uh, she's on the phone with Eddie, which I can't stand. Eddie, I don't know if that's just me. <laughs> no, I don't think it's you. I don't think many people liked him, especially in the beginning days. All right. Of course, we're, I don't think we're supposed to like him because he's the guy in the way. Anyways, yeah. uh, so she's on the phone with Eddie, and this is when Barry's getting the call about the code 239, whatever he needs to go do, and he runs off, and I don't, maybe I missed it, but I don't think he puts his costume on. I think he's just running in his normal clothes, and he runs yeah. off and, like, puts the guy at the back of the cop car before she gets off the phone, so just cool. All the things that demonstrate his speed is cool. Yeah, they really quickly figure out fun ways to use it rather than just oh he's running he's getting to faces getting to face places fast he's you actually see him getting in cars quick or all sorts of other neat tricks that most people wouldn't think of yeah speed and yeah i forgot about that too the opening um and they did it the opening the close too but the cool scene where they're like it's like helicopter stock footage whatever of a city but then like they they put him zooming around in there that's just cool looking yeah um so then after that, we see the Darbinian crime family meeting up, talking about what they're going to do as a crime family. I don't know, planning the next family reunion or who's <laughs> going to get the first turn in Pictionary. Um, and the big normal cloud. Crime bo- normal crime boss stuff. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, so And then the big smoke cloud comes in and kills him. Uh, so then... Next day, we see Barry doing his CSI explanations again. So he's still he's still super smart, figuring out stuff that evidently all these other highly trained detectives can't figure out. Um, but they're not they're not using that cool like superimposing stuff on the the scene to sh- 
to kind of show you what he's seeing. So like you said, they can they don't really do that anymore. So it would have been cool yeah. if they kept doing that, but obviously not a big deal. Uh, then we're we're back at the lab, and Doctor Wells is talking about what they're going to need to do about these superhumans, and they decide that they're going to turn the old particle accelerator into a prison, which is a pretty good idea because he's like, well, we got lucky with the first two because they died. So how convenient, <laughs> right? But then there's yeah, this. You no, okay with that? The whole particle accelerator jail? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Because it's just like, what is Dr. Wells doing? And there's 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 this throwaway line that he has. He's like, and we've got to figure out how to take their powers away. So why does he want to take their powers away? What is he, why is he rounding up all of these metahumans in his little base that he's in control of? So Yeah, it's some, like he's collecting them. Right. Something sinister about that. And then, um... Then they start the flashbacks about the actual event, the the accident at the particle accelerator, and uh, we get to see it from like everybody's point of view. I think the first one is, I don't remember who the first person's point of view. But it doesn't really matter. You're seeing the same thing. Um, but they tell Doctor Wells that there's a big storm, and he just ignores it. And sounds that, like a bad idea, right? <laughs> so that's my that was my tip off the like. Because I had already been thinking, like, he he had to know this is all going to happen, and he's doing it for a reason. And so, obviously, he's ignoring that. He knows that needs to happen, because Barry needs to get struck by lightning to become the Flash. Uh, and then there's another throwaway line that makes me get all these crazy ideas. That he says, I feel like I've waited for this day for centuries. So, <laughs> I don't know, like, if he's really old, if he's a time traveler, like, immortal, what's going on with him? Uh, in this flashback, we also get introduced to Ronnie, who is Caitlin's now dead fiance. Uh, we find out he's the structural engineer for this particle accelerator. Played by Robbie Amell, Stephen Amell's cousin. Yeah. So, familiar faces. Like, hey, aren't you Arrow? No. They um, do look a lot alike for cousins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've talked to several people who think they're brothers, but. Yeah. So that's why. We'll get to some of my theories about him, too, but there's no way that he is just a one-time, hey, he's dead guy, in my mind, because why would you bring bring him, that actor, in to just do that? Um, so the flashbacks are still happening. Um, we see that Cisco is the one who locked him in, so he feels guilty about that. We see that Ronnie wasn't going to be there, but he was just there for Caitlin, so she feels guilty about it. So it's just one big guilty fest. Everybody feels responsible for Ronnie's death. Except Dr. Wells doesn't seem to feel bad about it. He doesn't seem to care. Right. <laughs> um, so they're, they're doing investigations about this poisonous gas. And they figure out that it wasn't just poisonous. It was actually, it has somebody's DNA in it. So, dun, 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 what does that mean? Um, so they, they get an alert that he is at the mall attacking somebody else as a gas. And there's a funny little... Funny little line, inside joke, where they say, which one, they, like, need to get to the North Wing. And he's like, which one's the North Wing? And Dr. Wells says, it's the one with the big belly burger. <laughs> Fun little reference. Yeah. And yeah, so, I, like when they, I like when they do those small things to build the world. Reminder that big belly burger exists in Arrow and Flash. And it's a quick little way to remind them that it, they're in the same world. Yeah. And so... uh 
we get to see Barry fight uh, the mist for a little bit. And so get to figure out that and he gets poisoned by him to figure out that it's not a typical villain, even though we're only three episodes in, so we don't really know what the typical villain is yet, but he's not going to be able to fight him just by running really fast around him or punching him because he could turn into a gas. Um, then they set up some more drama between Detective Joe and Barry that gets resolved by the end of the episode, but there is a great little little speech that Detective Joe gives him where he says, basically along the lines, that the hardest thing you have to do uh, the hardest thing you have to face isn't a monster. It's the feeling of uselessness when you can't do anything or the guilt when you make a mistake and some things you can't fight. And so he's referencing like locking up Barry's dad because he's finally, because he knows now that he's innocent. Um, and then the cool thing is Barry uses that exact same line with Caitlin later. So just showing that he really is a father figure to Barry. Um, something else that, what, a funny little thing that happened was they're talking about the, they're trying to match the DNA to figure out who this person is. That's the gassing. And they say that the DNA database doesn't have any living or it only has living people in it. It doesn't have <laughs> dead people in it. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> well, I mean, they probably get deleted when they die. I mean, that, that DNA database only has so much memory available. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So they do figure out that it is uh, it's this guy named Kyle Nimbus who was the hitman. So this is when they figure out that he's the hitman and he's going after the people that wronged him. So he killed the so family. The judge and 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 the family who, who yeah. And then, of course, he's got to go after Joe because Joe's the one that arrested him. Yeah. So, so Joe's at Iron Heights talking to Barry's dad and Nimbus shows up. And he's going to kill him. And Barry comes in and saves him. And he is, he's slow. He's going at normal speed. And we see like this look on Barry's, Barry's dad's face. Henry is his name, right? Yep. Henry Allen. So we see the look on Henry's face that maybe there's some recognition there. He, but like Barry turns to him and blurs his face so that he can't see it. So I yeah, know. another, another cool thing that Barry can do with his speed is move his face really fast and then you know nobody can recognize him even though you can kind of still recognize him if you look hard enough but right <laughs> just one more cool thing he can do uh so barry uses the antidote he had to save joe uh so he has to fight the big the final fight is he has to fight uh the mist without his antidote um so they they figure out that they can beat him by um tiring him out basically so barry just runs around and has him chase him until he can't turn into a gas anymore. And so he's the first person that they put in this jail. And they they get to say the thing about the magnetism or whatever, the technobabble that they're going to lock this guy up. And so they just have this guy locked up underground. I don't know whose job it is to feed him and take care of him. But <laughs> that's, that's the biggest question, right? How, <laughs> like there's, who feeds him? How do they go to the bathroom? Right. There's only three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so... We'll see. Once they once they start getting more people in that prison, might have to hire some extra staff. Um, so end of the episode, Barry goes to talk to his dad, and his dad said talks to him about how he ran before he walked. And so again, I don't know if Henry knows if he has some, maybe he has a suspicion that his son is this streak, is this fast guy that he saw. We got to give him a name soon. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dr. Wells knows, man. Nobody else knows. <laughs> um, and then the end, another bombshell ending. Uh, but we, I saw this one coming. I think we, I think they were, they were hinting at this one pretty hard. So the little stinger at the end is Dr. Dr. Wells goes into his secret braille room, which is the room with all the bumps on the wall. Really big braille. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, this is in a flashback during the accident and he sees, he has a video camera in Barry's lab and he's watching him get struck by lightning and turned into the flash. So making sure that it happens. So he set this whole thing in motion to make sure that the flash got created. Interesting. What do you think about that? Yeah. So the, that paired with the line of like, I feel like I've waited centuries for this. It, it really makes me think that something he is, he's either somebody from the future or he's, some sort of special person, special being he's, that he's gotten some information maybe, or yeah, somehow he, he knows that flash needs to exist and that is his sole purpose. And he has taken a long time to do it. And so nothing was going to stand in the way of him making that happen. Um, one of the questions I had was what is Ronnie's role in all this? Like, did he actually die? We don't see him die. He just, he locks himself in there. And everybody else who was exposed to the uh, radiation or whatever you want to call it from the particle accelerator. Dark dark matter energy, whatever Dr. Wells calls it. Yeah, that stuff. (laughs) So everybody else who was exposed to it got superpowers, got turned into metahumans. So if he is right at the source and got a bunch of it, maybe he is going to be a really powerful metahuman. Interesting. Maybe he you is. Think he'd be in, a good guy or a bad guy, or that's what I don't know. Maybe he's in cahoots with Doctor Wells, or maybe he is innocent. Um, I think he's going to be bad, and I think it's going to be up to Caitlin to try to get him to maybe turn good again. So we'll see if that if that happens again. Interesting theory. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was one of the questions I had. The other question is. Does Dr. Wells want to steal people's powers? Like, what is he doing with them in the prison? Um, just more of his story, which I'm sure is going to be the whole season, if not longer, figuring that out. Yeah. And then I also want to know if Barry's dad knows that, or at least has a, sp- a suspicion that Barry is the Flash. Yeah. So that's your your biggest your biggest things right now is you're obviously skeptical of Dr. Wells. Yeah. Even though to Barry, he seems to be doing everything right. He's helping him out. He's coaching him up a little bit and he seems to be friendly yeah and all good but yeah then we see all these little things behind the scenes of him it's very interesting (laughs) yeah so he's obviously he's he's willing to take a lot of collateral damage to make and protect the flash so i i don't think he's a good guy (laughs) i don't know if i don't know if he's doing it for selfish gains i don't know what his Reasoning is behind it, but we'll see. No idea what his goal could be? No. <laughs> Not yet. Um, so overall, this episode, I'd say um, the flashbacks were, were my favorite part. So that was that's really the, the meat of this episode is figuring out more information about what happened that day. Um, the whole, the, the like, the missed part of the episode really wasn't that important to it. It wasn't really, it was just kind of a, something to drive the episode for farther a little bit. And 
they need a freak of the week for a while. So yeah, they need some action, and Barry gets to continue to learn about his powers, and yeah, yeah. he's got to have somebody to fight each episode. So yeah. So yeah, those are the, those are my favorite things in the episode. Uh, those are the questions I had. I think that's everything I had. It's a it's a really good third episode. Uh, not my favorite episode so far, but I've only seen three. So <laughs> it is your favorite, you said, or no? I think no. I, I think the second episode so far has been my favorite. Second episode is your favorite. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's always tough to top the pilot, but just because it's got all the most important information. But yeah, the, it's a strong second episode. That raises a lot of good questions. So, all right. I guess we'll be back soon reviewing episode four. Thanks for listening. And make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.